This is Huma Fareed, the host of At the Other End of the Speculum, a podcast focused on faculty development for OBGYNs. I'm an OBGYN at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, a Harvard Medical School affiliate, and I'm committed to providing tools for faculty development for you, the busy academic clinician. Thank you for listening, and welcome to the podcast. We've all heard about how important mentorship is, but it becomes really daunting to think about how to actually find a mentor. Unless your department has a formal mentoring program, it can be very challenging to be matched with a mentor. Sometimes even if your department does have a formal mentoring program, the mentor you are matched with might not fit all of your needs. I wanted to share with you some tips and strategies for how to find a mentor. The first tip that I really want to emphasize is that there is no one mentor who can do it all. At different phases in our life, we may need different kinds of mentorship. And for me, I remember that I needed mentorship on how to become an early career faculty after transitioning from residency. I needed a mentor who could help me my surgical skills and my clinical skills. I needed a mentor who could help me, you know, jumpstart my fledgling research career. I needed a mentor who could guide me on my own career path. And I needed a mentor who could talk to me honestly about what it meant to be a woman in academic medicine with a family. That is a lot for one person to embody. And nobody, truly no one can be that person for you at all times. And so I think the most important takeaway from this podcast today is really to understand that you're going to need a network of mentors. We need a village of mentors. So don't be afraid to lean on the mentor of the moment. And rather than you know, choosing one person to fulfill all of your mentoring needs, it's okay to have multiple mentors. And that brings us to the second point that I have, which is how to ask for mentorship. It can feel really daunting. And I remember when I first started out, as an early career um, faculty member, just being really scared. Like I saw these amazing people, my colleagues who are awesome, who I really admired and wondered how do they get to be where they are? And yet I was too scared to ask because I didn't want to take up their time. I felt you know, guilty They're everybody's so busy. How am I going to ask them to help me? It just felt presumptuous, but I want to emphasize that it is not presumptuous. People really value being someone's mentor. And it is flattering. Now, having been on the receiving end, it is flattering to have somebody reach out to you and say, you know, I really admire your career trajectory. I'd love to know how you got there. And I'd love to sit down with you and just chat about your career. So don't be afraid to ask people to mentor you. I have now sort of gotten over this fear of, um, asking people to mentor me. And I just will cold email people, like literally cold email people I've never met at different institutions to say, I really admired uh, this paper that you wrote. I'd love to meet and talk to you about what you've done. And I found that uh, whether it's people at your own institution or people at different institutions, if you are reaching out to somebody because of a paper they wrote or a perspective piece that they published or a clinical overlapping clinical interest, people will respond to that. And part of the way to encourage a response is for you to think carefully about crafting your email to them. When you reach out to them, explain who you are, why you are reaching out to them. And I can tell you, I have reached out to people on Twitter. I have reached out via cold emails. 
um, to people at my institution. I have reached out after finding people's emails, you know, on their paper as corresponding authors. And it has only been once that somebody has said no. And even that no was a very kind no. You know, that it cost me nothing. It cost me nothing to reach out and say, I really admire what you're doing. I would love to meet, to talk to you about it. And the benefits of those cold call emails can be significant. And even if you realize this might just be a one-time mentoring meeting, that still is valuable. I have learned something from every meeting that I have, you know, attended as a mentee. So I encourage all of you to think about your mentoring network. Think about what's missing from your mentoring network. Do you have a life mentor? Do you have a research mentor? Do you have a, a career mentor? Do you have a clinical mentor? You need a mentor in each of these arenas, maybe not all at the same time, but at one point or another, you're going to need to rely on someone for one of these um, cornerstones in academic medicine. And then I would encourage you to reach out to people who you admire, who you think could share something with you, who you think could answer some of your questions or give you guidance, because you will never regret meeting someone new and you never know where that relationship may take you. So I'm going to give you two pieces of homework today. One is to reach out to a mentor who you already have and thank them for mentoring you. And the other is to reach out to a mentor who you've been thinking about reaching out to uh, and having no fear of rejection. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you for the next episode.